Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Right now, the Dodgers are a little bit beat up themselves. Um, A handful of injuries uh, and some of the latest news we've got going on include Bruce Dargratterall being placed on the IL, David Price going on the IL, along with a handful of other pieces in the bullpen that are a little bit banged up, and so is Gavin Lux. Yeah, I mean, first off, touching on the thing with the Padres, I mean, it's not just the last three years, it's like the last 15 years that they've been dunking on them. I, I, I can't remember, it was a couple series ago, but they put up a graphic, and it was like the highest winning percentage against a team in Major League Baseball since like 2012, and it's the Dodgers against the Padres. I think they're winning like 75% of their games, but yeah, especially the last three years, but this stretch especially, I think they've won seven straight series, um, like 19 of 23, so it's a dominant run, not a rivalry, but uh, people want to keep calling it. But yeah, uh, this is a, a tough stretch for the Dodgers because they are dealing with a number of injuries. Um, a lot of guys, like you mentioned, Gavin Lux, not on the aisle currently, but he currently has like a neck issue or a back issue. The Dodgers are being kind of weird of it, but they're not placing him on the aisle, which I personally don't understand. When you have a month left in the season, you have the division wrapped up. Like, why not take advantage of putting a player on the IL? Uh, bring up like a James Outman, bring up an Edwin Rios, but they're choosing not to put them. But a lot of uh, a lot of pitching guys that are currently on the injured list are currently rehabbing in the minors. And uh, we actually have a clip from Dave Roberts from yesterday talking about when we can see some uh, some guys back in the bullpen. Um, Tommy's going to throw tomorrow. He He's doing really well. Um, we exchange texts. Um, we're on a good little group thread together. He feels good. Um, and then Bruce Dar. Uh, feels really good. Uh, I think he should be getting off a mound soon. Um, his catch play was good, pain-free. And then Yancey yesterday from his uh, bullpen felt good, so he'll be back on the mound, I think, tomorrow and use his, his entire pitch mix. And so hopefully he'll be back soon as well. 
So it's good news that you hear essentially all three guys are potentially going to be back in a couple weeks. And then I think he mentioned today Danny Duffy and Victor Gonzalez are two names that we can see in a couple weeks. So, yeah, there's like four or five guys that we could see at some point in the middle of September, which... I know we talked about this in the last episode about how the Dodgers should approach September, and it's essentially going to be like an open audition. If you pitch well, you're going to be on the postseason roster. If not, uh, well, at least you could hang out in the dugout and watch us win games. Yeah, I mean, and this, like you said, this is something we talked about last week. Was it seems like there's going to be an influx of pitchers coming off the IL that are going to be bullpen pieces, and at this point, who is going to fit where, and that's the biggest question. Um, and, and so good news with, with Gratterall, um, good news with Tommy Canley and then, and then Yancy Almonte as well. Um, the other thing that that's kind of come out recently that we have talked about on our last show was, are we going to be concerned about the Tony Gonsolin situation? And I think at the time, both of us said, maybe not. Uh, I don't think so. And I think that that might be changing a little bit based off of what Dave had to say today. Tony, Tony, uh, not really. He, he went out to 90 feet today. So I think, you know, until we get him out to 150, I don't see him, you know, that conversation being really relevant. Yeah. So in regards to like the bullpen arms we heard Dave talk about, it'd be great to get him back. It's not, not a necessity, but with Tony Gonsolin, I mean, he kind of went on the IL, I think it was two weeks ago now, and a lot of people thought maybe it was a phantom stint, maybe it was to get him a little extra rest, and now we're hearing it's going to be a bit longer than expected, and I know, Josh, we talked about this in the last episode, what's your level of concern, and we had it pretty low, but, you know, we're getting days closer to the start of the postseason, and hearing that he hasn't even really started throwing yet, and hasn't resumed any bullpen sessions, usually you have to take into account, once you start throwing, once you get some bullpen sessions in, that's probably going to be two weeks it might be a little less might be a little more I think two weeks is a good frame so if he's not doing any of that right now let's say he starts in a couple days that's two weeks all of a sudden you're looking at the last week of September so again you don't want to get too concerned yet but hearing you know Dave say he came out today and said we're not quite where we want it to be my my concern meter with Tony Gonsolin's getting a little higher last week we were at a one but I think we're at about a three and a half maybe even a four today I want to say it was Saturday we're told um, that Gonsolin was going to play catch. And it seemed like, all right, yeah, you know, it's starting to progress a little bit. And it seems like since then, things have not been progressing. So I think that maybe that level of concern for Tony Gonsolin's recovery is is a little higher than it was uh, when we last talked about this uh, a couple of days ago. Um, but, but that's kind of where we're at right now is it, we're kind of in limbo with the Dodgers, you know, starting rotation right now, whether it had been Gonsolin who was hurt, obviously, uh, Bueller was out for a while. Kershaw or Bueller is going to be out for a while. Um, he's done for the year. Kershaw just came back, uh, last week. And then also you get Heaney back too. And he hasn't been as impressive as he was before, uh, his time, uh, before, um, but, you know, it's I think more of the concern is now on the starting rotation than it even is on the bullpen, which it might have been a week ago. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. A lot of people have been saying, you know, why did the Dodgers not acquire a starter at the trade deadline, which one, the asking price was astronomical. We saw what like the Mariners had to give up to get Luis Castillo. And I'm glad the Dodgers didn't part with their top prospects. But another reason was they had 
a, a lot of pitching depth. I mean, they had six or seven starters. Now, obviously, we're seeing some guys starting to go down, but the main reason why they didn't was because you had guys like Tony Gonsolin, Tyler Anderson, Andrew Heaney, guys that can fill in. But I, I am interested to see what happens in regards to the Tony Gonsolin news because, personally, I know we didn't touch on this last week, but there are a lot of people that are asking what's the starting rotation going to look like come October, and I pretty much always thought it would be Julio, Kershaw, Dustin May, and Tony Gonsolin with Tyler Anderson and Andrew Heaney going to the bullpen. Well, if all of a sudden Tony Gonsolin isn't ready to go, you're having Tyler Anderson come into the starting rotation or potentially Andrew Heaney. And Andrew Heaney, he's the one I want to touch up on because he's the biggest wild card to me. I'm very interested to hear your thoughts. Obviously, he's. I think he's only made 10, 10 starts at this point of the season. I forget what exactly the number is, but it hasn't been a whole lot because he's had two separate IL stints. His first six, seven starts, he was fantastic. Had an ERA of 1.16. His FIP was really low, low whip, and he wasn't allowing any home runs, which that's been his kryptonite the last couple of years. He just gives up too many dingers. But all of a sudden, the last four starts or so, I believe he's allowed 10 home runs over his last four starts. And last night was his worst outing of the year. He allowed four home runs. And we have a quick clip of uh, his post game last night. And I added this because I, I thought it was a great quote because he was essentially asked, um, why were you allowing a lot of home runs tonight? What was different? He was straight and uh, he was honest. First, what would you say, what allowed them to just kind of attack you? Today? I was going shit right down the middle. <laughs> didn't do a good job of uh, mixing pitches very well, didn't put guys away, didn't, uh, you know, made mistakes, they capitalized, and, uh, you know, just, uh, just kind of a culmination of a few things. So I love that quote because, again, he was throwing it right down the middle. I went back and I looked at the pitches that were home runs, and, yeah, they were right down the heart of the plate. So with Andrew Heaney, this is where I think he's going to be a massive wild card, Josh. And, again, I'd love to hear your thoughts because this guy, he's averaging 13.5 strikeouts per nine innings, which would be the highest among all starters in baseball if he qualified. You want to have a guy that's a strikeout machine, especially coming out of the bullpen. I think if he's coming out of the bullpen for one or two innings, he's able to get a couple strikeouts. I think that'd be huge. But now that all of a sudden he's starting to allow a lot of home runs, that might be a reason why you don't have him in the bullpen. Because if you're bringing him into the game with a one or two run lead, the last thing you want is a guy that gives up a lot of homers. So if this home run trend continues... If you're the Dodgers, would you rather have him in the rotation where you can afford him to give up two home runs and hopefully the offense backs him up? Or because of a strikeout ability, you might only need him for one inning. Are you hoping and getting on your knees and praying to the gods that he doesn't allow one or two home runs in his lone inning of work? Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
Yeah, it's it's uh, well, first of all, off that quote, it's, uh, you know, he's self-aware. So (laughs) I think that's probably a good sign, too. But, you know, at the same time, like you said, only 11 starts at this point this season, 11 games, 11 starts, uh, 52 innings. I mean, it's not it's not a lot. Uh, Obviously, he's had two separate IL stints. Um, but at the same time, even with just those 11 starts, he's on the verge of having statistically one of the best seasons he's ever had, if not the best season he's ever had, at least as as a uh, really solidifying a role as a starting pitcher. Um, you know, last year he spent a lot of time coming out of the bullpen, too. Um, so he we've seen him do both uh, in the past. Obviously, he's mostly worked as a starter. And I think when it comes down to it, if he's a guy that you can get um, a few innings out of in the bullpen uh, come playoff time, I think given what he's done this season, I think that's a reliable option. Now, again, it does raise the question, if he doesn't kind of reel it in here these final few weeks of the season, um, then what are you looking at come playoff time if he's not going to be in the starting rotation? Uh, And obviously there's still a lot of questions about that because we've talked about Gonsolin, you know, Kershaw had just come back and, you know, we, we don't know what that whole situation with Tony Gonsolin is going to continue to look like. But if you think ahead that, he- that Heaney's not going to be in the starting rotation, then my first thought is he's going to be a good bullpen piece. But if he doesn't remain consistent, then maybe he's not. Maybe you don't want him to come in if he's, you know, prone to give up the long ball here and there. Um, maybe he's not the guy you want coming in with a one run lead. But when it comes down to it, you got to think like, let's say somebody has a bad start in the playoffs and you've got Heaney in your bullpen. That's a guy that's going to come in who's been a starter all season long, that's been a starter most of his career, that can likely come in and you can get a few innings out of him. So um, I think that that might be a really reliable option at the end of the day too. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, a lot of time to figure it out. And the thing with Heaney is when when he's not allowing home runs, he's been fantastic. I mean, even, even over these last four games or so, when he's allowed like 16 runs, I think like 13 or 14 of them are because of the long ball. Like he's not allowing multiple hits that result in runs. It's he allows a single and a guy hits a two run home run or he allows two solo home runs. So literally, as long as Andrew Heaney is keeping the ball in the park, he's a fantastic weapon for the Dodgers. And like you mentioned, if Tyler Anderson only is able to go three innings, having Heaney available to go three or maybe four, that's going to be huge. So he doesn't necessarily need to be used as a one inning guy, but I think he's a wild card for the postseason. But again, we have a month to figure it out. So, but uh, I, I love that quote again, straight, simple forward. And uh, he held nothing back. So I, I love when players, uh, it's weird when you hear him cuss just cause you're, you just don't expect it, even though you're probably expecting them to be dropping square word after square word in the dugout. But I always like when you hear a player cuss, cause it's just such a rarity nowadays. Yeah. It's always, especially in that setting too. Cause you don't really, you expect them to be a little more like cliche. Um, I think right. that that's the best <laughs> thing about, you know, interviewing athletes is when you, or at least when you look back at it and be like, Oh, that's a cliche and that's a cliche. And then you can start to figure out the baseball cliches and the football cliches. But then when you right. drop something like that, it's always, <laughs> it's always interesting. 